Hi everyone. So this podcast has been on my heart and on my mind for weeks and it's all I can think about. So I'm just going to kind of dive right into it. (laughs) So, okay. So previously, you know, mentioned in my other podcast, like I grew up Catholic and most of the people that I grew up with also, you know, grew up quote unquote Catholic. We went to Catholic school. Like I went to Catholic school since like kindergarten. So from kindergarten all the way up to senior year of high school, I went to Catholic school and so did everybody else. You know, the majority of the people that I knew grew up in Catholic school, but so we... I say that just to like give you kind of like a um an idea of how how it was like you know everyone having that catholic background and and whatever but I'm going to speak for me personally I obviously don't know how everybody else feels but I've you know gathered some things and I'm going to use me as as an example and I'm sure a ton of other people who had a similar upbringing as me could relate and I um and I know that because oh there's just there's just so many things so I um I've been meeting people who also grew up catholic and just the the similarities of like what they've gone through um in terms of religion and and now coming to know Jesus on a personal level is so amazing to me and and I know you know that's 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 what this podcast is all about like I want to talk to the people who who grew up you know religious and then just kind of let their faith deconstruct or maybe maybe their faith never even seeped in in the first place um I feel like because I've had such a long Catholic road there were it was kind of like ins and outs of um feeling like I actually knew Jesus and and feeling like I knew God and and also times where I you know went to religion class and did my homework took the tests but didn't know anything on a personal level didn't feel anything um didn't experience anything you know out of the ordinary any any signs wonders and miracles um were not the norm it was very just textbook it was very religious and it wasn't until um pretty recently within the past couple years i i started to learn that there is something else besides religion and i hear it all the time like oh alex is religious and i just laugh because now i know that what i am experiencing what i'm learning about what i'm what i'm kind of like walking into is not religion at all and that's the whole point like the whole point is sharing my story of um and you know bringing you guys with me and and you know growing in faith together this is not that that's why I think it's so powerful for God to use my voice to do this because I am not some some biblical scholar I'm not some religion religious pharisee like I'm not I'm just a regular girl going through this and my eyes have been opened in so many ways and and I just want to I just want to share it because I know that there's so many people who 
who feel similar to me, who are experiencing something similar, or maybe who are where I was and want to be where I want to come where I'm going and want to have a relationship with Jesus and want to truly know him, but maybe wrote it off because they didn't think that that was possible because we grew up not knowing how to even do that. So I know that that's why God's using my voice. And sometimes it cracks me up because I mean, that's how God works. He will call people who just, who feel like unqualified, (laughs) but he's like, no, you got to do it. (laughs) So, um, that's how I feel sometimes, but it just, it's funny because I have such a fire for this and I have such a passion for talking about this and, and just bringing people with me and discussing things. And it, it has never been about, I know more than anybody. This is about like, like the things that I've been learning and just having a heart to share it. So, okay. So I'm going to recap a little bit the past few months of what I've been up to. And and then I'm going to share some of the differences between Catholicism and Christianity and how, you know, I grew up thinking Catholicism was Christianity. I grew up thinking Catholicism was the only thing and now understanding, just having a wider scope, a, a, a greater understanding of this and, and just more wisdom around it. So it has been a journey and it's so like fun for me to unravel. It's so exciting. So, okay. So a recap of what I've been up to. So um, if you listen to my first podcast when I, you know, explained my story, how I came from Philly and I felt God pulling me to move away somewhere alone, um, which was so out of the ordinary for me. I, I was always, you know, around a lot of people. I was never alone. So I was a little nervous, but um, <laughs> God sustained me. And it, that's how you know it was like I had like... God's grace on my life to get me through such a hard time and it's crazy that um, I really lived there for a year so I moved from Philadelphia to Nashville Tennessee and I was there for a year and um, to get my full story you can listen to my first episode if you haven't already and um, yeah so then I so a couple months ago so right now when I'm recording this it is January 24th, 2022. So a few months ago, I came down to Florida. I drove down from Tennessee to Florida to attend this church called The River. And they were having this huge conference where like, um, it, it was called The Convergence. And the idea of the conference was, you know, bringing fellowship and business together. So, you know, people who love Jesus and people who, um, who, who want, who are in business, but who also have a heart for God and a heart for people and um, people who are doing business God's way. Let's put it that way. And it was so perfect for me because I have had an unction in my spirit for a long time. Like, I I don't want to do business how the world does it. I don't want to do business how everyone else does it, where it's like, so like, me, 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 self-motivated, self-made. Um, there's like manipulation involved and um, just like greed and, and, and like how I see it, how I describe it in my head is like dirty ambition. And... Um, like because you're just so self-absorbed 
and 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 you know in the instagram world we just live to like pat ourselves on the back and and brag about how hard we work and all these things and um i just knew that wasn't me and i I couldn't put my finger on it and i honestly didn't know that there were other people like me i felt very alone in that um I didn't really understand how to explain it to other people. I just knew I wanted to do business the right way. And so when I found out there was like a community of people who felt similar, I was like, what? This is so cool. Like I didn't, I, cause I had a hard time articulating it, what was going on in my spirit, what I was really craving, what I felt like I was called to do. So I drove down to Florida and attended this conference and it was like, pretty life-changing um this conference at this church it was this massive there was so many people there There there's like maybe like maybe like five or six thousand people like um registered not everyone was there because it was it was seven days long and two meetings a day and um it was seriously like I it was like nothing I've ever been to before so I go and um and the the pastor, his name is Dr. Rodney Howard Brown, and he and his wife, Adonica Howard Brown, and they're both just like, they're amazing. And, um, and the, the experience, so it was kind of like we were in church, <laughs> in church for like eight hours a day, because each meeting is pretty long, eight to 10 hours a day. And you're just experiencing church like you've never experienced it before um because like I said growing up Catholic church is like um it's almost like I have well this is kind of jumping ahead to the things that I've noticed about the differences in Catholicism and just straight up Bible Christianity um but so I'm trying to decide if I want to get into that (laughs) Well, let me just keep it brief. So I experienced um, the Holy Spirit for the first time. I felt um, oh, it, it was just so amazing to be in a church like that. Let me put it that way. And then I ended up getting a scholarship to Bible school. And I had been looking for Bible schools online, but like not not knowing like how it would even be possible. Like, am I going to move again? Like all these things. And whatever so getting a scholarship to bible school definitely um perked my ears if you if you will and i was like intrigued i'm like should i like is this what god wants me to do it it feels like a it feels like a huge um like thrust it felt like a huge leap but things started moving and yeah so um one thing led to another and i ended up um like leaving Tennessee and I met uh, somebody at church who had a room and we just clicked and she's so amazing and um and I voice messaged her so I met her at church at the conference right and then I went back home to Tennessee after the conference and um and after like it honestly felt like a month but it was probably like a few days but it felt so long because I couldn't stop thinking about it It was just like so heavy on my heart and I knew the Holy Spirit was nudging me to say something to open my mouth so I had to talk to her 
um, I voice messaged her and I was like, this might sound a little crazy. Um, and I know you, you said that you might already have another, might already have a roommate, but this was me voice messaging her. I'm like, and I don't know if you want a roommate still, or if you want me to be your roommate or what, but I, and I was so nervous guys, side note. I don't know why just because like she hardly knew me and it was just like a big ask it was it felt like a big ask and I was also it was a huge leap like I was like afraid she was gonna say no and I was afraid she was gonna say yes and then I'm like she says yes then I I need to move from Tennessee like I just I feel like I just got here I have to move to Florida like am I really doing this right now so it was kind of like my spirit was moving but my head was like what is going on like it was hard for me to keep up (sighs) so I just closed my eyes and voice messaged her that and she um <laughs> it was so God was just all over it. So she was like, No, I don't think you're crazy. Like, sure. Like you like are you, she was like, Are you sure? Like she played it so cool. And then later I found out that um when I had met her, um the Holy Spirit told her that I was her roommate, but obviously she couldn't tell me that. Like then it would, she would need, she needed to be quiet to see it come to pass. You know, um, to know that that the Holy Spirit really said that, and that I was the one who would be her roommate, which is so it, for her that was probably the craziest experience because she all she knew of me was that. Uh, she actually didn't know anything yet (laughs) and then she comes to find out I'm you know I'm living in Tennessee and all these things so she probably was like how could that possibly be my roommate lord like how so but God is so he's so interesting and so mysterious so she told me that and um and she also told me that when I voice messaged her like an hour prior she was or maybe less than she was on her way to the store and was in the car and was crying crying to the lord like you said i would have a roommate and like you know she has a two-bedroom apartment it's like too expensive for one person and what would like it's just an empty room you, you know you want a roommate that's why she 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 knew that god was um picked this apartment and she is she's so full of the holy spirit so she um she hears from god and she is obedient and she she's so amazing so she but she didn't understand why would god put me in a two-bedroom apartment and not give me a roommate like she had already been here for a few weeks and whatever so um so later she told me that she was crying on the way to the store and then she was also on the phone with either her sister or her best friend or both i can't remember i'll get her on the podcast someday (laughs) and have her share her side of the story so she said that she was on the phone with either one of them or both of them um like complaining crying like about me personally saying the lord told me she was my roommate and she's not she didn't mention it or whatever so they were praying for me um and they were praying for this roommate 
you know, not knowing if it was me or, or, you know, if they heard correctly or were praying for me so I would have the courage or praying for me so that I would hear from God and, and be like, hey, yeah, it's me. Like, I'm the roommate. <laughs> so that was a really cool experience. Um, kind of like realizing that it was truly the Holy Spirit when I was back in Tennessee, I was cooking dinner one night and I knew that God said, you need to talk to her now. Like you've waited days. You need to talk to her now. You're going to miss the boat if you don't talk to her right now. So I was nervous, but I did it. And she was like so awesome and so excited and she got the room prepared for me and everything. And I was like, I cannot believe I'm doing this. So a couple of weeks later, I ended up moving down to Florida to go to this church and go to this Bible school that I had met her at. You know, I met her at the at the same church and um, it was so divinely orchestrated and, and they say that God brings you from glory to glory and and he will always like level you up and he will never leave you nor forsake you and it's so amazing because when you're in it when you're living it um you might if you're not paying attention you will miss these things and he literally god took me out of uh, took me out of the worst neighborhood in philadelphia where there were gunshots every day and drug parades like guys literally and I will share my full testimony soon but um where I used to live was just no good there were it was horrible and um there was a lot of drug addicts and just really messed up people and there was a lot of danger um I know that God had protected me and my best friend Nina we both lived down there I know that his hand was on us that whole time and we were protected but I just couldn't stay there forever so he took me from Kensington Philadelphia to Nashville Tennessee and then plucked me out of Nashville and pulled me down to Florida and uh, it's just life is just so much better when you know that that God is involved and you just have uh more of a trust and more of a determination like okay lord you put me here what is going on like and you you get excited because he wouldn't do that for no reason like you know that there's a reason so walking with him is is an adventure <laughs> so um so yeah so i've been in bible school for the past couple weeks and i i'm so excited because i've been in I've been reading the Bible for about a year and maybe a year and a half. Um, the first six months were like difficult, <laughs> but the, because I was undo, unraveling so much religion and, and I had never, I had never owned a Bible before up until like a year and a half ago. So uh, I had that kind of, you know, that preconceived misconception of like the bible is too difficult i don't understand it i don't need it it's unnecessary it's stupid 
I thought all those things. So getting into the word myself um, was so new and I felt a little bit like a black sheep, but I was just so ridiculously curious because I knew that God was moving in my life. So I wanted to know more about him. I needed to know more about him. And if you know, you know, my little story of taking me from Philly to Nashville, I knew that that was God. I don't know how I knew. I just know that I know that I know. So when something like that happens to you and and you do something out of the ordinary because you know God's telling you to do it, but everyone around you is like, like, not, I mean, it feels like everyone around you is like rolling their eyes at you. Like, yeah, okay, God told you to go. Like, sure. <laughs> but I didn't care because I, I felt like I had no choice. I needed to know where he was taking me. So that's been my life. And just reading God's word and, oh, it. It is so exciting that I have just begun because my life has changed so much. And just me as a person, I just feel like a a new person. And it's just absolutely incredible. And there's a scripture that says, so this is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And this is the new life version. There's so many different versions, but... I like this one for this verse. It says, For if a man belongs to Christ, he is a new person. The old life is gone. New life has begun. And, you know, growing up, you you don't understand yet. The Catholic or not, you don't understand the power in God's word. And you don't understand the 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 massive truth that you are able to grab and hold on to. And this was um, one of those profound verses for me, like to watch it come to life in my life. And you just, you just know everything is different. And you just know that you know that you know. And there's another scripture that I love. It's Romans 12, 2. And it says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So that's the NIV version. I want to read the King James version. Ooh. So for Bible school, we have to study from the King James version, which is the like... (laughs) the like OG it's like hard to comprehend and um so it's like hilarious that I'm being like challenged to do to learn from this version but um and I'm sure like I'm such a rookie like I've only been in the word for a year but um or a year and a half and there are people in bible school from all walks of life from literally all different ages, from all over the world. It is so freaking cool. So the King James Version says, and and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And uh, so what this is saying is, you know, don't, but I always think of it like this, like we in the world that is like riddled with nonsense, corruption and disaster, um, 
we need to stop copying their <laughs> their answers. You know what I mean? Like when you're taking a test and you copy the answers from somebody who has no idea what they're doing. That is how I started to feel as I was in the word of God and and literally my mind was renewing and I was my eyes were being opened for so many things like politics started clicking and just just the just culture and just the way that this world is going. I was really able to zoom out more because we have this habit of zooming in so close to our own little pockets, our own little worlds and um it can be it can be, you know, a little selfish there and and a little what's the word I'm looking for like um skewed like reality can be skewed when you're just living in your own little world it's so crucial to zoom out and to see kind of like the world at large and and to take history into account and and humble yourself enough to to see where you are on you know in the scale of of the entire world (laughs) and and on the timeline of history and the timeline of of bible prophecy and all these things you really do need to humble yourself because we just have such a habit of of making ourselves more important than we are and smarter than we really are and we all think we're the smartest things to walk the earth because all we know is what we know now like you don't know what you don't know does that make sense so it is so important to to humble yourself and realize like oh this is god's word like maybe god knows a little more than i do like it takes some humility to get there because i i i see it all the time and i see it in my past self we're just puffed up with pride and we just think that we know everything you have to let god wreck that to pull down those walls of thinking you know everything and allowing him to build you back up. That's kind of how I always describe what happened to me in Tennessee. I, I was wrecked. I was unraveled. I I was really beginning the process of clearing out all of the things that I thought that I knew. And, and it brought me, it quite literally brought me to my knees where I was able to humble myself like, oh man, like I have, I have had no idea what was going on. I thought I knew all of these things and I thought I knew where I was taking so I thought that I knew where I was, you know, taking my life, where I was going with my life. And um, and that was, you know, at a time before I really knew God. So I wasn't, um, I wasn't praying about anything. I wasn't, you know, consulting with him. I wasn't, I wasn't seeking what he wanted from me. And when you understand that he put you here and he put you here for a purpose, if you are walking out of alignment with what he wants you to do it's not going to be um you're not gonna you're not gonna have him backing you up in the same way and if you want to you know achieve all that he has for you you want to max out to your potential then you want to walk in alignment with God you want to operate in the gifts that he has given you when you understand that he created you and he put you here and you have a specific purpose on earth and sometimes it's more than one you want to know what that is right 
so when I was, you know, in the world and I didn't know God, I was, you know, trying to make all these plans for my life and, and I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't bringing him into it. So I wasn't, um, without him in mind, you're, you're, the way I see it is you're kind of, um, you can think and you can believe that you are on top of it as much as you want, but if God's not involved and you're not in in alignment with his will for your life, it's never going to be everything you want it to be. It's going to be a watered down version at best. So it became very important for me to bring God into everything that I was doing and to be seeking him constantly and consistently and and deeply. I felt like I had so much time to catch up on <laughs> because I was confused for for you know my whole life um because I was experiencing this extremely watered down skewed version of God and I just you know I keep wanting to say I fell away but fell away from what like I I hardly knew him to begin with and that is kind of um brings me into uh Catholicism and the differences so and I, this is one of my favorite topics, and I don't claim to be an expert. I'm not bashing anything. I am speaking on my experience, and my eyes have been open for quite a while, and I've been paying attention and learning about it and digging in it and, you know, thinking of, I've been exploring my own, um, you know, the, the religion that I kind of still had inside of me, and just because, you know, it's like a conditioning (laughs) and yeah and you you got to unravel some things to really step into the truth and of course you don't want to believe that what you had been learning your whole life was was a lie or was skewed or wasn't the full truth no one wants to believe that no one wants to admit that it takes humility you have to and when you you have to swallow that pride not even swallow it you gotta spit it out you gotta get rid of that pride any pride that you have that says that you know best you have to get rid of it if you really want to walk in the things of god and really understand the full truth of who he is and who you are in him oh it's so much and it's so powerful it's so powerful it's like it's so much but it's so simple too like so okay so some of the things that I'd been um, <sighs> gathering in Catholicism are, <sighs> so, okay, one of the main things is, okay, I'm just going to spit them out. One of the main things that bothers me is that in Catholicism, Jesus is constantly represented either as a little baby in a manger or dead on the cross that's it i have and i went yeah (laughs) i it when i look back on this it makes me so sad that the bulk of my recollection of jesus is baby in a manger and dead on a cross and a tiny sliver that was instilled in me that I carried with me was that he rose from the dead I wasn't understanding the power in that not only was I not understanding the power in that I wasn't understanding that this really happened that this was a real 
guy, a real man, fully God, fully man on earth walking around. Um, that's not something that you should just, that you should just kind of be taught when you're little and then forget. Like if you have that, if you have a revelation of that truth in in you, you don't forget. So either you, you never had it in you to begin with (laughs) or, or yeah. So I, I, so that's huge for me. Um, catching that revelation later in life, like, wow, that is actually amazing that that happened and he rose from the dead. So not only that, but what happened when he rose from the dead, you know, like growing up in the church, some of this, some of the things that they say kind of become, um, you don't really pay attention to the to the truth in it. Um, it just becomes very like normal, goes in one ear and out the other. And that that is, for me, that was like the fact that Jesus died for our sins. 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 But not grasping what that means and how incredible that is. Because if you grasp it, it will wreck you. If you understand the timeline of history and like of the world and then which is all shown in the bible like the bible to me which is why i can't comprehend why so many people reject it because it's like the most amazing history book tied with like (laughs) what's to come um prophecies about prophecies in the past that were fulfilled and then prophecies that are coming that are coming like don't you want to know about that like so it's literally history and then shows where we are in the timeline of bible prophecy and and what's to come like i just can't comprehend how anyone wouldn't want to know about that it's it's important and you're you're not exempt you're involved you like and then understanding like so in you know in religion class growing up I'm sure like I learned about the gospels Matthew Mark Luke and John and and just reading them as an adult and being like oh my goodness this is some pretty important stuff I cannot believe I forgot or never really knew or I I just can't wrap my head around like I'm just so grateful that I'm I came back to know it now. I that's what I'm trying to say. Um because you know, he, reading about Jesus's words when he was here on earth and how he very often talks about the kingdom of heaven and he, you know, came down to enlighten us like he was in he was up in heaven with the father and then came down to enlighten us on what it's like in heaven and what it's like in hell and i know that when i talk about this stuff to to like normal people who are in the world um who don't know jesus personally who might just be carrying some of that religion but don't know him personally they're not in the word and you can't know god you can't know jesus if you're not in the word of god i can't stress that enough you 
you have to read the bible yourself yourself because something happens to you and we all have that like personal responsibility that personal relationship with god waiting for us but are you going to take it are you going to accept the invitation so i know that when i try to explain these things or even bring it up like the the cold hard truth of heaven and hell people will brush me off and just think roll their eyes think that i'm this crazy christian bible thumper um and now it's all that i can talk about (laughs) but i'm like um guys this is actually really important can we just recall what jesus did when he was here he literally told us about heaven and about how he told us about the dangers of sin, the dangers of hell, the the finality of hell, and and the blessing that is the free gift of salvation. So I know that these are all very churchy words that we've heard and they went in one ear and out the other. I am not immune to that. But when you grow in it and you understand what it actually means, then they they become they are not just words anymore. They become very real. And guys, so that brings me to the Catholic Church. And again, it's okay, so it's been a while since I attended the Catholic Church regularly. I used to go every week. I was in Girl Scouts when I was younger, and we would go, I think, like the first Saturday of the month. Um, And I felt like so holy going once a month. And then. I think there was a period of time where me, my mom, my best friend, and her mom would go to church every weekend for a while. So I was in the church when I was younger um, and, you know, went obviously went to Catholic school. But just because you go to Catholic school doesn't mean you actually attend church, which is really sad, but whatever. Um, That's what I'm saying. Like, it's so loose. That's why, like, like, you can't there's obviously something missing if you're going to school where they teach Jesus but you are not in love with him if you, and you are not like you, you can't understand how indebted we are there's obviously a piece missing that's what I'm trying to say and I came to realize that and I'm like oh, yeah so um I actually went to the catholic church on christmas eve to see for myself how it was nowadays and this was christmas eve guys and this was the down so there's an upstairs church that's more like grand and um it's like beautiful my church and um it's like grand marble it's massive in there it's like very clean beautiful stained glass windows it's like the whole nine when it comes to a catholic church and then there's also the lower church which is just like nothing special it's like kind of cozy lower ceilings all that stuff um so you don't necessarily expect what you get in the upper church i suppose but um all i can say is there was hardly anybody there um they hardly said anything, you know, and me, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed for Jesus, was so excited to hear something. <laughs> and I think they may have mentioned one scripture. Um, I actually think it was like a, 
paraphrased scripture, if I'm honest. It was like, I, I don't know. I, I literally had no words. They, they just, I just don't even know what they said. It was just like all fluff, all this religious fluff that didn't mean anything to me and it didn't look like it meant anything to anybody else either but I knew all this is the crazy part for me I knew all of the responses I just um my subconscious brain was responding to everything and I got it all right because I've been in the catholic church for I don't know 12 years 13 years um so that religious tradition was still in me and I was just saying all these things and I knew the responses and I knew the prayers and I was like what is even coming out of my mouth I had no idea that I remembered them and so yeah the the service was very dead um there was no life there was no holy spirit and then I was thinking like I'm like well at least they have beautiful music and I always felt like that like even when I was little so I was also in choir in church and I remember feeling like like whether I was singing in choir or or just you know singing the songs attending church like normal I would always cry because I don't know because it's so beautiful and you you feel like connected um like it's worship and um and worship is like a supernatural experience it's like very real um it's a very spiritual experience i should say and um so yeah so i was thinking as i'm in the catholic church on christmas eve i'm like at least they have beautiful music like i can't wait until they sing something so it ended with well mind you before they had the closing hymn um, the priest was like, like made a joke that basically like we're done early and you can hear the church upstairs still going. So he was like laughing, like, you're welcome. Like you're welcome for letting you off early. And I was like, how sad is that? And you know, everyone laughed and, um, it was innocent, but it, it broke my heart. Like, to realize, like, these people think that they are um, connected to God, but it was just so not that. There wasn't any Holy Spirit there. Everyone was bored and wanting to leave. And, um, I mean, not even necessarily wanting to leave, but there was no power there. No one was, no one was changing. No one was touched by God um yeah so then they played joy to the world which was um i was there with my parents and my mom loves that song so i was like happy i'm like oh this is amazing like they got something and um and they literally played one one verse they like sang the chorus and one verse and and ended it just cut it off and everybody left and i was like what is happening like 
and I just realized again I had a vision of like the timeline of the church the timeline of the world the timeline of of Jesus and his and like you know the end times the book of revelation and Jesus returning like ding 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 like do you guys remember this like you know the second coming of Jesus like I feel like like everyone forgot so everyone you know that I grew up with anyway um it just fell away all of this stuff just fell away and it can't it can't it's more crucial than ever it's more crucial than ever to be in tune with this to be awake to this to be in communion with god to to understand the truth the truth i'm not talking about religion here i'm not talking about doing you know your your good deed for the week and then patting yourself on the back and feeling holier than thou because you you went to church no i'm talking about the truth the truth and relationship with god and yeah so um (laughs) that's my spiel on the catholic church but also a couple things that i've come to realize is like the fact that we all grew up praying to saints everything was so centered around the saints and not jesus like but the saints are just regular old people who did good things for god that's amazing that's amazing saints are great um but why are we worshiping the saints why are we praying to the saints when we need to be praying to jesus like jesus and this is where i have an issue i feel like i'd been lied to and i wasn't taught how powerful jesus is because we were so distracted by all of these religious sacraments all of these saints like all of this fluff all of this religious fluff and not and hardly even talking about the truth of who jesus is like yes he died for us i see I see that you guys all know he died on the cross because there are crucifixes with Jesus hanging their dead all over the place. But can we talk about him risen? Can we talk about what happened when he rose again? So I'm going to end with this. This is John chapter 14. And okay. Oh, man so good okay so this is john chapter 14 and i believe this is when he i think told him that he's like leaving um he was about to be put to death he like knew that the time was coming and you know peter was saying lord why can't i follow you now i will lay down my life for you oh jesus said where i am going you cannot follow now but you will follow later And Peter says, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I'll lay down my life for you. And then Jesus said, will you really lay down your life for me? Very truly, I tell you, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. Okay. And then Jesus goes to say, so this is John chapter 14. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. Because these are are Jews and Jewish people have worship the God of 
Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, which is, we have, we worship the same God. So these are Jews saying, you believe in God, believe also in me. And these are his, to his disciples who, who believe that he was the son of God. But even them, they were just people and they were, you know, like a little lost in the sauce sometimes because Jesus would speak in parables. He was kind of mysterious, um, sometimes very direct, but sometimes a little mysterious, like saying, where I'm going, you can't come. So these people were a little, um, they were just trying to keep up with him, <laughs> like trying to keep up with Jesus. So you believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. And then Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Because they've seen Jesus, so they know him. And then Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. And Jesus said, don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. <sighs> so, oh, he's just amazing. And and he explains that the only way to get to the Father is through him. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So that is so powerful and something that we needed to take with us. We need to take with us for the rest of our lives and and him saying you may ask me for anything in my name and i will do it so when we pray that's why we pray in jesus name like father will you will you help me with this in in jesus name i ask you this and um it's so beautiful and and so powerful and i just feel like um there needs to be a greater focus on jesus he's everything it sh it shouldn't be you know religion class learning about the saints it should be about jesus and i'm not here to you know combat catholicism i'm just saying this whole spiel was for me to explain that there is more there's more than what you grew up with and i don't know if we grew up the same <laughs> but there's more and even the churches that i there are even you know non-denominational churches um so if you don't know, non-denominational is kind of like a, like a 
there's no like particular sector it's not catholic it's not presbyterian it's not lutheran um it's not pentecostal it's non-denominational there's you know supposed to be um just straight up bible but i'm also learning that um churches are ran by people and people are flawed and if you don't let the holy spirit operate through you if you're not filled with the holy spirit then um you could be doing things in the flesh and not in the spirit and and it's just it's just fascinating not to mention the history of you know the church kind of splitting into these little sectors and um and you know kind of why that happened and what that means and and i just i believe that the church is just it's like it's experiencing a great awakening and a revival and everyone's kind of um being shown the truth like and coming together like the church is being unified and we are all you know coming together on common ground and um it's amazing and uh, and just all understanding that like the truth is in god's word and God's word doesn't say we should be worshiping the saints or worshiping Mary. Like Mary was used by God. Mary's, you know, amazing. And we honor her for what she what she did. Um, but she's not, you know, we're we're not meant to be worshiping her. Um, we're meant to be worshiping Jesus because of because he is the Son of God. It's a huge piece that we need to, we can't miss. We can't afford to miss that. So I will talk more about this. Um, there's there's so much to say. And um, oh, yeah, so I also want to talk more about the book of Acts because that is when the church began. So that's when Christianity was birthed. When Because before, um, before it was just, it was Jewish, like it was the, it was all Jews, um, that's where the faith lied, and then, um, and then when Jesus came, that's when the New Testament was birthed, and that's when Christianity was born, and when he ascended into heaven, and, and gave the gift of the Holy Spirit to his people, and it just blew up and spread like literal fire, and it's so exciting so that's another thing that was just casually left out in catholic school the entire book of acts and oh it's so good guys so i'll talk more about that too but i'm gonna end this here um i love y'all with the love of jesus and i love talking to you guys thank you so much for listening okay i love you bye